Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Road to the Emerald All Cup. So this is a podcast that we decided to set up to talk about a competition that we're trying to put on in Ireland. So myself is Mark Sharvin. Um, I'm a longtime shooter, mostly a pain in the ass to everybody, um, but I try and have a chat with everybody. So next up is uh, Adam, and he's going to introduce himself. Uh, yeah, I'm Adam Taylor, the guy who came up with this idea for better or worse. Um, but it's it's about as you didn't mention there, Mark. It's the first time Ireland are running this size of competition. <laughs> oh, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're 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 kind of going leap of faith here, um, and then I need experts that come along, such as our next guest, shall we say? <laughs> I think expert is very very strong. <laughs> So I'm Barry Brophy. I am the technical delegate for this competition because Adam asked very nicely and over and over again. Begged was the wrong and, word. Yeah, I, I, like I've been an archer for heading for 20 years. I've been a, an international judge candidate for a couple of years now as well. So I am kind of in charge of the technical side of things. Yeah. So and you mentioned, Adam, that this is the, the first competition that we have or are trying to run in Ireland at this scale. So why did you decide to just jump straight in at the deep end and go, you know what, I'm going to try and run a World Cup event? Because like you, like you and I have both, and Barry as well, we've all been at international events and some are brilliant, some are awful for a variety of different reasons. And I was looking at this going, we, we can do this. We can do this better, you know, and that's, that's always, every time I've gone away, I'm like, oh, I think I could do this a little bit better. And then I was fortunate enough to be over at the youth championships with Sacrum. And I was in Madrid and saw how well that was done. And I was talking to the world archery guys there. And I was like, so how does a country get this level of event over? Now, I know we've done the fields before, but this was a whole other ball game. And they explained the process to me. And I came back to Archery Ireland and had a chat with them. And they, I was hoping, God, and I mean this, I, I, the, the conversation went, hey, guys, can I meet the executive? And can you talk me out of this idea? And they were like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. And by the end of the meeting, they were all like, okay, so yeah, you're going to do that now. And I'm like, oh, no. So yeah, it's, uh, so the plan is I've, I've looked at all the events and kind of looked at all the stuff that we can bid in World Archery for like World Cups, World Championships, Youth Championships. And we're applying for a couple of them. Um, and obviously, in order for us to do the really big stuff, we need to know how to do the really little stuff as well. Yeah. So there's an awful lot. And the only way to do things I find, you can sit around in boardrooms and chat and learn and talk as much as you want. But until you actually decide to put boots on the ground and try and do it, and as Barry has told me repeatedly, put your money where your mouth is, it does kind of open your eyes very fast when you realize, oh yeah, there's a lot more behind the scenes. So like we've all been to events and gone, how could this possibly cost this much money? And I'm quite happy right now having spent a good couple of weeks on this now. Yes, I can tell you exactly how much it's going to cost and why it costs so much money. So it yeah. is quite interesting to learn all the processes, all the requirements, and then doing that in Ireland where we've never done this before. So when we go away, for example, the, the one I give you is live scoring. It's a simple thing. You wouldn't think that's quite a complicated thing at all. You know, it's going up the target, typing into a tablet and walking away. That's the end of it. But all of a sudden... We don't know how to do that. We've had to ask experts, and thanks, Barry, for finding out most of that information for us. You know, Behind the scenes, behind that live score, yeah. the World Archery have five dedicated staff. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like they have five people, and their at job each event. is just to do the live scoring at the likes of a World Cup. Yeah. And that's that's something we don't have. We don't have staff because we don't have money to pay staff. <laughs> yeah, uh, like it's such a small organization to yeah. kind of do do this kind of thing. So it's obvi- like it's obviously a big thing that you're taking on and getting the help from Barry as technical delegate, especially since he's on the island, which makes your your job a whole lot easier. I think it's unfortunate Wait. for Barry because he is literally just a text away, which is a problem. Um, yeah, that's probably very annoying for Barry. I've had to kind of limit my time and go, right, if I can just limit the, I'll only annoy Barry on like one day a week. That seems to be my kind of rule that I'm trying to stick to as best I can. I am failing sometimes, but just sticking to it at the moment. Well, I do know easy. where you live as well. Which is- <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a dangerous thing. When a man knows where you live, you've got to be careful. Exactly. You have to just be like, okay, we'll go chill here a little bit. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's basically the question was, why do I go jump in feet first into this? Is because we've got to learn how to do this small scale before we can ramp this up big scale. So yeah. we've got to start now. You know, we can't uh, wait around anymore. I think that was kind of the, the reason, or at least the, the reason for me when um, I suggested the podcast to yourself and Barry about this was like, I have no idea. I've been to I've been to international events. I've been to Nîmes. I've been to Vegas. Whatever, but I've no idea of the actual bits and pieces that go in behind the scenes to to set all of this up. You know, like you said, you go to a competition, you see a scorecard or a scorecard on a little phone inside it, and you type in your scores, mm. and then it goes to a volunteer, and then poof disappeared you know that that's that's pretty much all you see you don't see the the five people that barry was talking about in the tent usually they're kind of off to the side they're not really in center place um so like for me this is kind of a journey of figuring out how the hell these competitions are put together and all the bits and pieces because if we could run things in a small place like ireland like that that does in theory open the door to a lot of other nations because as you said there isn't a huge amount of funding for this sport in this country because it would be considered a minority sport here um and then super minority might be the right word you you have you have a lot of other places like i i would say somewhere similar to us would be new zealand they you know they obviously have a similar setup to them than we do and they obviously have a, a very big next door neighbor in australia so you know, they, they, they could host their own if they haven't already. I don't know if they have. I might be selling them short, in which case I, I apologize, New Zealand. <laughs> of course, no, the next it, your problem. Go on, Adam, sorry. Yeah, no, it's, but it, it is just like the learning curve is so steep and so quick, you know, so we, we can't mess around and trickle this slowly. We have to jump in. Yeah. We have to learn as we go, and we have to call on all our favors from all our friends and family to make this happen. So yeah, there's a there's a fair chunk to be done. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. And like it is quite an eye opening. Like I didn't realise and I can get into it later on and Barry will be able to tell you as well, like requirements that are needed for certain levels of competition. And we yeah. decided to go in at the, the world ranking level. So we skipped I've skipped all the other ones. Don't need to do them. You know, jump straight into the hard one and see what happens. That's the plan. And of course, um Ireland is uh, known for its fantastically good weather. Especially the West. Especially yeah, the West. De- definitely. It's like internationally, everyone thinks, you know what? I'm not going to go to Barbados. I'm going to go no. to Ireland. Yeah. Calm. Um, it's going like, to be like a mildew pond. It's just going to be like calm the entire so time. So you, you yeah. didn't think at all that, you know, maybe I should start with an indoor event? And mm-hmm. we've, we see the thing is that we, we, yeah, that would have been, that would have been, 
smarter. No, that's not the right word. No, you see, indoor lacks some of the requirements as in it's not as complicated. Now, that's a disservice to indoor, but it's not as complicated as an outdoor event. There's a whole lot more you need to factor in. And that's the challenge that I'm looking for. You know, like for, for me personally, yeah. like there's a lot of things here. Like I suppose you can talk about the goals of the competition, but the goals of the organizer are very different. So like for me personally as the organizer, it's to learn everything, to build up relationships with suppliers that I have, but to kind of get them on board with what this is because I've used them for like, running like events like a car launch or like you know a product launch or something simple like that yeah. but this is now an archery event and everyone's like oh what, what's, what's this exactly you know so it's to teach them and to get them on board because I'm going to need to use these guys for the next three or four years so they need to be like oh okay I get that that's actually not that complicated so it's a little bit cheaper you know and, and we yeah. can work with that and um, so there's an education element to it all and also as well particularly I did think about doing an indoor one as well but with the virus that's going around at the moment indoor seems to be the one that's not going to come back before outdoor if that makes sense it just seems there's just too much restrictions you yeah know? Uh, i mean that, that, that was a fear you know do you think do you think that's a that's a legitimate thing because aren't the competitions coming back at least nationally at the moment i don't say but at the moment we're very you know this better than i we're, like we're not due to go back for like competition wise for a very long time as far as i but know. there's no plan within archery Ireland to run any competitions anytime soon i yeah. I have suggested that when we do start back, that we start trying to run a few outdoor competitions just to kind of see where we stand as regards trying to establish social distancing on the line and things like yeah. that. Yeah. But at the minute, the restrictions here from the government, here in Ireland anyway, say that no two people can touch the same equipment. Yeah. Uh, you have to keep two meters distance. You can only have up to 15 people at yeah. an outdoor event or six indoor at the same time, which even for if you want to have a competition, that's one person per target. The target's at two, two meters distant. Yeah, all of a it sudden you're requires you're now, a massive yeah. field. Okay, and now at the minute it's only 15 people allowed, but by the next phase that will increase. Yeah. yeah. But you still have to have two meters distance and one person per target. Okay, compound, you could possibly have more because they have separate faces. Yeah. But for recurves, you can only have one recurve on a target because they can't both touch the target face. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I never thought of that actually. Now, if you could secure the targets in such a way they don't have to touch the face to pull their arrows, you might be able to mm-hmm. get it better. But then you're talking the effort of securing targets in target that well is is difficult. Yeah, well, you probably you probably end up having people like putting their feet on the targets and wrecking the paper and all, all that yeah. sort of stuff. So you exactly, probably yeah. end up screwing yourself over. I'd say. Yeah, I know so different that... countries have different different levels of yeah. thing, but if you have even one meter social distancing, you look at the line in Neem or the line in Vegas, you have one meter social distance. That's a completely different event. <laughs> oh yeah. That's halved easily. <laughs> not even not half, even that's a quarter. More. Like that's yeah, just like, like I remember the, the like should that and that's the thing. Like any indoor shoot that I've ever been at in Ireland, it, everyone is very close quarters. There's not, you know, social distancing going on at all. You know? Yeah. So it's and, and, and but to just, be fair, there hasn't needed to be any social distancing. Correct. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that's why we don't I think it, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's the, fair enough. The timeline, I did originally plan this for September. This was originally meant to be this year in September, this style of competition. Yeah. But it just was becoming, and I think what, what put the nail in the coffin for this year was when it was announced. You didn't submit the forms. No, 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 no. They gave us, they said that's absolutely no problem at all. Uh, the forms. It was the government saying, if you fly in, there's a 14-day quarantine. So that means anyone who would come in would have to stay 14 days in a hotel. 
and yeah. then probably when they go back have to then hide for 14 days so that's 28 days yeah so i thought like do you know what it's all too crazy let's learn let's do it rather than rushing it and getting it half hours to use the language but like let's do it properly you know yeah. and get it right for next year and it has given more time and just talking to more people i've learned more and I, I we're definitely better sorted for next year than we would have been for this year definitely. okay so you do you like if we if we go back to the competition that you're actually running you called it the emerald isle cup right yeah where did that name come from why did you create it because okay so, so it's it's very we, it's quite funny you talk to an irish person it's very odd oh, very twee very kind of typically yeah, Irish. it's stuff. very I'm stereotypical like, yeah, it's exactly. Very fiddly deep potato. Yes, exactly. So. And I'm like, do you know what? Yeah, but we're trying to attract the international market here. You know, that's 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 our target. Like, for me to learn and to make this more a magical event, I need people from not inside this island coming here. You know, yeah. so I, that's my target market. My customers, if you will, are archers from another country. You know, it's, they're not necessarily the Irish archers. So it became like I was like, well, well what can I get that's Irishy? in a name because you look at the veronica cup it's their location it's a you know it and it's super picturesque and amazing yeah. and it's fantastic and they well run shoot so i was like okay well what can we do better or you know and i looked at kind of like the vegas shoot and like the kings of archery shoot and it was just kind of looking for irishy names and that's what we, i came up with one but then i did some research on it and like just emerald cup there's a nightclub, I think, in America called that. And I was like, let's not do that. And there's also a club in America called, I think, Emerald Arches as well. So I need to associate completely. So I was like, well, the Emerald Isle is what Ireland is actually known for internationally anyway. So I was like, well, that makes more sense. And so yeah. the Emerald Isle Cup was born. It was just trying to get a capture. If I said Emerald Isle to any international person, they'll go, that's an Irish event. That's just the image straight away. So yeah. that's what I'm trying to capture. So now I've got to get the event to match their image when they come over. You know, it can't be, you know, it has to be professional and it has to be Irish. And that's... You so know. you've referenced <laughs> a few different events they're talking about. And the different events you reference, you have like Vegas, Kings of Archery. Most people have heard of them. But for the uninitiated, what was the Veronica's Cup or what is the Veronica's Cup? The, yeah, and that's, and that's a good point. Yeah, so you're the, the Kings of Archery in Vegas, I would class them as fun shoots that are you go for the fun the crack the the bit of you know entertainment the veronica cup the world cup the world championships would be world ranking events which would change your ranking on world archery so it would be much more of a uh for no i don't want to say the professional archer but for someone who's trying to get rankings or trying to get on their national team or trying to shoot against international archers at a higher standard so the there's a there's not so much the party atmosphere with these with, with these kind of events as there would be with the other one and that leads to challenges because obviously if people are traveling they want to travel for the party you know they don't yeah. want to just travel for work so it's this very fine line where i think there is i think there is room out there for a professional ranking event that has when it's over yeah. the light-hearted everyone can relax and enjoy the area and go away with a, a, a nice feeling about the event, you know, not yeah. a nightclub event, which would be the more kind of fun shoots, which are brilliant. And there's a need for those as well, you know, but because I'm trying to get world cups and world championships, they are a world ranking event. Therefore there's a level of professionalism where world archery has to be shown at the best light. 
yeah and writing something because it is a brand and it needs to be shown that way so i need to capture that and make sure i stick to the requirements of that so what would be um what would be your target archer then like if, you, if you're saying that your event is kind of going to be around the the world's ranking international archer like are you only exclusively having it to that portion no. or is it going to be kind of open to you know no, no. style where people can uh enter in the way i would describe this is if you have aspirations of being a very good archer in your country this is the type of shoot to go to because this is where everyone needs to go to their first international event you know so rather than trying to get on your national team and spending two and a half grand to get to a world cup go to this size of event to get the international experience to shoot with very good archers and then work your way up the ladder you know yeah. it's not like no the way an example is like you don't go from your go-karting to formula one you have to go through the steps of through it so this will be a kind of a stepping stone to teach you how to do an international event so yeah but likewise it is also very good for your international archers to hone their skills to have a training camp to get better at shooting at world cups you know it, it's a it's a very serious shoot but it is welcoming to the beginner if that makes yeah. sense you know yeah it's, 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 it's I, hard i, can I can't get it to one sentence that's the thing <laughs> yeah no i i can see i can see your the the angle you're trying to get it's kind of like a stepping stone and giving people the the bigger pool of athletes to you know mix mm. with and uh, shoot against or shoot with because uh, there's a famous thing that the archers say i don't shoot against other archers i'm with other archers and yeah, yada exactly. yada yada yeah. so yeah. Um, you have to you have to experience that nervousness yeah very different nervousness than that of national shoot you know they're yeah i I think you know getting getting the plane somewhere new like it's a field that nobody really knows they're like nobody knows yet we don't even know yet like that's that's something that we can touch on a bit (laughs) in a bit when we talk about kind of the equipment and stuff um yeah we we definitely have no idea what the field is so it's going to be a surprise to everybody (laughs) uh which which would be good but so with the with the archers coming over from from abroad and hopefully you get like the kind of talent pool to make it a, a nice competitive event what will the athletes experience with, with regards to the competition are they going to get like a few days of events or yeah so we're, what way is it going to work i'm trying to do let's say a world cup but in in fewer days with more shooting so how that plans to work and this is where barry is kind of telling me i need to nail this down a little bit better basically thursday will be you basically can fly in wednesday you can fly in thursday morning thursday will be official practice and that's where you get your equipment inspection done you get your accreditation you get checked into your hotel and you get to shoot some arrows and it's official practice free for all happy days friday will be the actual qualification day now in every competition that i've gone to um, you do the same as well mark is it's generally a 720 you shoot 72 arrows that's your qualification job done bob's your uncle go home you know and you see where you rank and um, if you're unlucky you get cut and that's the only shooting you do and yeah. that's you're, you're either you either know that and you're leaving or you're staying and watching other people shoot so and that's just because it's so high end and that's the the level that you have to be at but because i want this to be where people experience as much archery as possible we're going to do a double 720, which means you're basically shooting 144 arrows to qualify. On the Friday? On the Friday, yeah. So Ooh. it'll be a double set. Yeah, exactly. So you have to be fit. You can't just be going, this will be a bit of crack. It will be a bit of crack, but it will be hard work. 
the Saturday will be individuals, so individual, okay. um, and then the Sunday will be teams. Now, I have to see how this element is going to work, because if you're coming over on your own, let's say you're coming from Scotland, for example, and you're flying over on your own, yeah. you've gotten here, and you're like, I really would like to shoot teams, I'd like to shoot the individual stuff. So yeah. what I plan on doing is obviously, if a country's coming over, or a group of people coming over, they can select to be on a team, you know. Um, but if individuals are coming over, and they want to be on a team, but they're not with the team, we can marry them with other people. So if there's a girl from Scotland's coming over who's a compounder and is on her own, but then I've also got a compounder from Germany and a compounder from England, but then yeah. they can make up a team and off you go. So they're getting more shooting on a Sunday. So they're experiencing more. So that's the the plan. You know, so obviously their world ranking will be based obviously on their individual stuff and looking to do yeah. their team thing. But they do get Sunday, they get some team shooting, you know. So And uh, because of that, I'm assuming Barry, if that is the the way that they'd have the team set up, um, where it seems like it's a bit more of an all inclusive fun deal. I'm assuming that ones that have a full team, so let's take Turkey for an example, that wouldn't necessarily go towards their ranking if they're shooting against these created teams. I wouldn't imagine so. I'm not 100% sure on it, but I would imagine that if it's not a full national team round, it's not going to be within the rules. Therefore, yeah. it won't affect, it'll affect their individual yeah. world yeah. ranking status or their world ranking yeah. uh, from the individual competition, but the team, I wouldn't imagine so. No, okay. and I, I think that's a sacrifice I'm willing to take because yeah. the, it, the, this will not affect a team ranking in any way. If Turkey won the thing, for example, it's not going to move them too much on the, the world ranking thing. You know, on yeah. the, the, but yeah. individually, it might move them up one or two. You know, So yeah. okay. um, so, so I, that's a sacrifice. It would be nice to have as, as something that I've experienced because I've been unlucky and, and you've all seen my scores as well. Like I've gone away and it's been a bad time and I get knocked out super early. So like it's it would be nice to experience more Just and have something great. to look forward to exactly and a bit yeah. of fun. so so if, if let's say you come over and your qualifying is an absolute nightmare your individual day was hell on earth you know you got knocked out straight away yeah at least on sunday you're all of a sudden you're with two very good people and they can probably carry you you know quite far if needs be so yeah it'll be a bit of a bit more we've had our seriousness now we can have a bit of our fun you know and that's the yeah. kind of thing yeah. And what would your plan be to balance the teams? So like you were saying, if you have someone that had a mare qualification and yeah. maybe they missed a cut for the individuals, they get balanced with somebody that's a bit higher up the ranking. Is that your as, idea? As all great ideas, yes. Uh, the logistics <laughs> of it haven't a clue yet. Is that and an that idea is... you just came up with right there? Is no, that... no, 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 no. It's, it's an idea I've, I've had for a while, but it's just the logistics of how it's done. That's gonna. I haven't worked it out yet, and I don't know how to work it out. But yes, yeah. I would think there's no point, obviously, making you know, just getting everyone who's ranked first and putting them together, and just then obviously it, there'd be no point in that. So again, yeah. it's, it's you, and, you and I need to have a chat about what they did at the Youth Olympics. The mixed yes. team of the Youth Olympics. That's that's where I got that. The person yeah. who qualified first, the the male who qualified first, and the female who qualified whatever sixteenth or thirty second or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they were a team, and yeah. then oh, second and the next one, and they kind of yeah, that's, 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 they balanced it out that way. Yeah, Aires Youth Olympics. Yeah, that's which yeah, is a brilliant yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good idea, especially um, for kids, for youths. It's, it yeah. just gets them yeah. shooting with people from other countries and things like, like e that. even even for a bit of a laugh, just to continue on. Uh, you know the the event. The let let's say Sunday is the bragging rights for the the Emerald Isle Cup. You know you you get exactly, to be yeah. the king or queen or champion of the of the event uh, from a mm. team perspective. Like, yeah. is there is there a plan to? Uh, and maybe this is something that you haven't thought of at all. But like, 
could you have a uh, history leaderboard or something? So is that these champions' names get put up on the website or whatever? And yeah, like yeah, that, in time it, if you want to yeah, put yeah. it that way. And come back next year to defend your title, definitely. Yeah. Anything to get them back yeah. coming back the next I year. Get <laughs> them back for next year, yeah. Yeah, like it, it, it's, it's very much business. a case of there is the professional professionalism I want to kind of really stress of how like that's what I'm going for to make sure that this is run super smoothly yeah. with all the stuff that you would have experienced at a world cup you will experience here you know and you're getting more bang for your buck like I want there to be I am so keen not to talk to archery sponsors yeah because I want to get other brands involved I want a chocolate company i want a drinks guy or anything that's not archery related so it's adding more bank reviews. one of the ones yeah. i remember quite well it was in holland you know there was the red bull they had the red bull tents yeah, yeah. And, and like that yeah. was the only other brand that wasn't archery related you know that kind yeah. of way so and like that is something i want to change and, and, and you know i've got news on that as well we could talk about it later on but yeah so no, well, it's I mean, all... like it, let, let's 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 talk about it now because um you know it, like you said you you want people coming back you know you want to use different brands that aren't necessarily archery related because let's face it lancaster sponsor everything in yeah under the sun and that's not a free plug for Lancaster, by the way. Uh, well, it is just not intentionally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, unintentional. not intentionally. But you know, so like, what, what's, what's your goal for it with, so, with your, with your business mind? So the like, we have to introduce because, as you said before, archery is a minority sport in Ireland, in particular. So it doesn't have necessarily the, you know, the when a company goes, I want to get more involved in the community, they go to the GAA or the football or yeah. something small like that. That's a small, something large like that. So what I want to do is I want to kind of, I have to, I have a couple of things I have to do. I have to a educate what I have to educate brands, what our tree is. I have to educate them on like the benefits of why you would be involved here and how you can get benefit from this. And also I need to grow them that if we do get any of these world cups, new championships, whatever it might be, that they're already exposed to it and keen to get involved in that. So there's very much a case of, I've got to bring them along a journey. So I yeah. need to get them in at a very low level, which would be perfect for the Emerald Isle Cup. It's like, you know, get involved, products, advertising, you know, and there's also an element of like, what we want to do is I want to go to the company's offices and do a team building with them. You know, yeah. I want to go, look, I'll bring a couple of targets down at lunchtime, bring your, you know, five or 10 people out or whatever, and I'll teach them archery for an hour, you know, or for 20 minutes, or just have a bit of fun with them. And I think that would be a, a good way of getting companies involved as well. Um, because again, like this isn't going to be the head of TV stations, you know, on year one, it's got yeah. to grow. So but I need grow. to get them, I got to get them in. From an archer's point of view, when I get, when you open your goodie bag now, I have to be very careful here. I want to promise this. Don't, don't commit to goodie bags. No, that's, yeah, that's no, going to no, be I'm, a downfall. Yeah. No, no, I'm, it might just be a plastic bag. <laughs> no, no, like, like what I want is I know when I've gone away and I've opened up my goodie bag from whatever shoot I'm at and there's some things of value in there. I'm yeah. like, okay, there's effort being put in here and they care about the archer's experience because if a goodie bag is full of leaflets to the local area, 
it was very yeah. much an afterthought. You know, what I want to do is I want to like make sure now, again, don't quote me on anything. I've, I've, currently, the bag is empty at the moment. I mean, right? I don't need to quote <laughs> we don't you. Even it's going to be, reco- it's gonna be recorded. So uh, yeah. well, everybody the, will hear what you're saying. Yeah, I'm trying to fill it with wonderful things. What those things are yet, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that, that that's something I'm working on now. So we're a year away from it. So I should be yeah. able to find some things. Um, and it's just a case of getting a, a decent goodie bag and then that should lead on to a decent experience so when an archer arrives they get something of sustainable value and they're like oh there's and subconsciously there's effort and there's like they're okay that was actually kind of cool you know like yeah. i remember when we were was in holland like oh was it holland yeah where we were all rummaging in each other's goodie bags because some people got really good stuff and some people didn't and i was just like oh so everyone's trying to see a bit of a swap yeah, a bit of swap. And that was that was fun as well. So it was good. they had the little mascot. They had um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they, like they, deep heat or whatever it was for for your muscles. So it was good. Yeah. It was a good pack. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. So like, it's to kind of learn from all the other events and add to it. That's the goal. Yeah. So that's so, that's your goal. Yeah. So I've already been talking to a commercial company here about that, and they yeah. they understand the journey as well and we're working on creating things for our brands as well so there's an awful lot of and i think that's something that like you as an archer or me as an archer when we go to these events we, or, or barry as an archer just just barry barry i have barry beats me when he's an archer so i don't want to talk about it so, like, <laughs> like i'm happy that barry... let's just go out of my way to be that and that's the only yeah. reason i turn up to these things in the first exactly place. i'm more happy that barry's now on the other side of officialness so it doesn't, it doesn't cause me as much stress um but it's a case of like i i, I want to kind of you know really kind of make people go that was good and like highlight the effort that's put in behind to show like yeah. geez, it's not just when we turn up it's like there's a shoot and you go home you know there's a lot of stuff so we have a year to work on this and it is like and a, and a word of warning to any country that's getting involved like you know you you need a team of people working for a very long time on this to yeah just run a shoot to just know, run a mad, competition you, know? you mentioned twice in that last little spiel adam that we're a year away from this it just made me think we haven't actually said in the shoot is yet yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. 20 minutes into this haven't even told people when it is tenth of june next year so that's the now and, and for next year for those is 2021 just in Correct. case you're listening to this as a different <laughs> in a different time zone who knows yeah. so the reason for for that date was actually quite that was hard to get that date in its own right yeah, that was the the thing that took the longest was just to sort out a date yeah um, and barry was suggesting dates and times and like you know and, and like we're going to world archery to find out dates that work with them and they don't have answers yet because obviously they've got a lot bigger competitions that they need to look after and they need to happen like um, the olympics a, a, a minor small event just yes. a small event a small, That's event. small event <laughs> so yeah so once i got a couple of dates from world archery i had to then make sure that the technical delegate was available the judges were available but then the other thing was the venue was available. Yeah. And it was just trying to get those three things to connect. To connect up. Gave me one weekend in the year. That was it. <laughs> so that's all I needed though. So yeah, that, that's kind of where we set on the, the 10th of June next year. But like, I mean, sure that is the weekend after the European Championships, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it is. So, so he's going to be shooting in uh, Turkey. So for if yeah. anybody's there, watch watch out for Adam because he's going to be panicking uh, more so than usual, which will be yeah. very fun in the the Turkish heat. That's going to be a, yeah. A lot of fun I, I'm, to watch. I might be shooting and then checking my phone straight afterwards. Yeah, that might be very quick. Uh, but no, no, I, I I think the 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 deal I had with the venue. Um, was that pretty much everything has to be in place 
before I fly away. Yeah. And then when I come back, it's just a matter of building it. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, so on your side, Barry, is this the first time you're a technical delegate? Oh, gotcha. So that's pretty cool. Like, uh, and I know in the last, let's say year, two years, whatever your, your judging career has exponentially gotten better by, by the looks of things, or at least from, from my point of view. So, um, you know, what, what would be your goal as your, you know, first time in as a technical delegate? What are you looking to learn? I know I didn't say delegate right there, but you know, what, what are you looking to learn? What are you looking to do with the event? Well, it's great as my first attempt at a technical delegate. I'm not assuming that I'm ever going to be technical delegate for anything else again, because it'll depend largely on how this goes. But <laughs> what I would like to see, I have been on an organizing committee. I was on the organizing committee for the World Fields in 2016, as was Adam. Yeah. I've been a continental and international judge, well, international judge candidate at various shoots of various types, everything from target to 3D to field artery. And this is my first attempt at this. So it's kind of going deeper into what is behind the scenes. Yeah, It's kind of major decision making for technical things. And I'm very interested in it because I've spoken to technical delegates at different shoots I've been at, and it always seems to be a job that would interest me. And I was delighted then when World Archery accepted that they would allow me to be technical delegate for this. Yeah. So in that way, it's just learning more about behind the scenes. What has to be done for this? What way does your finals field have to be? What way does your qualification field have to be? How many targets do you need for this? How many targets do you need for that? That sort of thing. Like a lot of the, the rules side of things, I'm reasonably good at already. But it's just bridging that gap between the organizing committee and the technical side of things. Yeah. So between uh, organization uh, rules and we define the middle ground. Yeah, it mu- it must be so handy to have that you know learning curve and the whole process so close to your doorstep. Like it's it's not you know you have to fly across to Switzerland or something all, all the time to check out these venues. It's you know hop hop in the car and you're driving, you know what like two hours let's say so two something hours, like yeah. that. Well, that's, well, the only thing is with the three of us as kind of the people in who are at the minute the only three people organizing this, we all live within what fifteen kilometers of each other. Thereabouts, yeah, it's it's very handy. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. So we're having this on Zoom because of social distancing, obviously. But uh, and I'm too lazy to drive across the city. Yeah, well, and also <laughs> Adam wouldn't go near a person, so <laughs> no, that no. that ruled out us doing it all together. Everyone stay away. Everyone stay away. Yeah, but yeah, well, no, we... I, it's great having Barry's knowledge because it, that's something I like again. I don't have. I don't have the technical knowledge of what yeah. like these things are, and I think. I think it's good to have someone of Barry's personality as well, because as an, an organizer, I, I have a vision, but some of that vision can't legally happen for a variety of reasons. So I need Barry to rein me in, but also I think Barry understands as well, we have to make this a magical event. So there, there is going to be like kind of, well, that does make sense. You know, as long as it's within the rules, that does make sense. We can do these things. So, okay. Yeah. So it's going to be a magical event. That's, oh god, yeah. That's no, that's recorded. So as yeah, as everybody yeah. knows, this is going to be Magical the event. Disneyland of archery. Magical yeah, event. we're, we're exactly. heading for Hogwarts stuff here, folks. <laughs> yeah, like I genuinely would. I have, I have visions for these World Cups and World Championships that I want to run in Ireland that are very different than what we've experienced before. More yeah. akin to like what Holland was, but with more kind of like a particular I really like what Salt Lake did try to do. They tried to have like they had like local uh, food vendors come in and give like local cuisine and stuff like that, which, you know, unfortunately Salt Lake City heat and stuff did not suit me at all. So I had to run away. I couldn't hang around outside. Okay. But like it was, it was a very good attempt. And like, I think 
that kind of stuff just needs to be brought in. That's the goal ultimately. How much of that I can achieve now is a different story, but like we will build up to it. So everything yeah. is, it will be magical. Yes, Mark. Yeah. Cool. Well, the important thing to remember is it is just it is a learning curve for all of us and it's a yeah. learning curve and it's going to be a build-up that you have your emerald oil cup in 2021 or 2021 yeah. and then you have another one 2022 and then you look towards possibly hosting a world championships or a world youth championships or a couple yeah. of years of the world cup yeah going kind of towards 2025 2020 2030 something yeah. like that like and the, it's the, yeah yeah, very good. So a knowledge base and an equipment base and everything else for that. So we could see a lot of... Um, Don't get me started on equipment. <laughs> a lot, well, just, hold on one minute before you start on equipment. But we, we could see a lot of competitions coming to the shores of Ireland. Is, is that what you're telling? The, yeah, like there should be... Like my plan at the moment is a, comp, a big competition a year minimum for the yeah. next five, six years. You know, have you I, have you put have you uh, bid for any other competitions? Is this, I've bid. I've first? bid for. We bid for the youth championships in 2023. Um, nice. I've bid. I've got the bidding documents for a World Cup, which is 24 and 25. Ooh. That would be very very. If we pull that off, that would be fantastic. You know, yeah. because it's the build up of all the Emerald Cups to run to run these yeah these ones yeah and and as every year we're going we're getting more and more equipment so like quite often like and like for like things like simple things like the marquees or the chairs i know it sounds absolutely ridiculous but chairs are not cheap but if i'm buying 100 chairs now i do not have to buy them next year i don't have to buy them the year after but and the so the, the margins are made more and more and that means more money can come back into the sport and we can do more how many shoots have we gone to in ireland where it's literally over there on the football field and there's a line and that's it that is literally all the things that you have as a as a local archer going to a local event but now we can start to have chairs tables marquees food uh, live scoring better targets better stands and all of a sudden it's just all there yeah you know that's the goal so when i eventually do get hit by a bus at some point when i walk across the road you know i've left the sport in a better way than i found it that's the i'll probably be driving the bus yeah, that's the that's, <laughs> that's, that's, i'm not i'm not, I'm not arguing with that I mean, maybe by the end of this i, I could see that that happen yeah yeah exactly so but that, that's the that's the plan anyway yeah so yeah i think i think it's it's all once a year for the next five or six years is the goal now we yeah. won't get every we won't get every bid that we bid but if we bid for enough of them something was taken that's the fingers crossed moment. so like with um with you so the, the both of you have talked about the the equipment side of things and you, like you've touched on it loosely with the seats you need the marquees you need whatever and a lot of that is because it's an outdoor event i assume because it wouldn't make sense yeah. to have a lot of marquees indoors you know what what else are the big ticket items that you need and uh, what kind of people do you need as well because it obviously like we said earlier on it takes a lot of people to run one of these events you're you know even five people just to manage the scoring system so what's involved in that how many people do you need or like officially and then let's 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 pause the volunteers for a second because we're we're going to need a load of them but like what what's the minimum stuff you need on the people this this is the 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 really big eye opener for anyone who's never run an event before you know and even if you've run a national event you know or even a, a small club event you can get away with one or two people but for example with this thing alone there is if we forget the equipment forgetting the simple thing of visas because not everybody's coming from europe and all of a sudden, you need to have someone that has registered with the Department of Justice 
and not the Department yeah. of Foreign Affairs, which is, I thought, of, that's where it's going to be, but with the Department of Justice, have to notify of this event, have to liaise with all these countries, and they have to get letters and things signed by various different people in order to get a visa to come over for a short stay. So in order to make it as painless for the archer coming over, I need to have someone over here that has been working on this for an ex- like a very long time. So yeah. the people side of things is is complicated and I am going to be looking for support out there. So anyone in Ireland or anyone in the UK wants to help out, there's a lot of people that I, there's a lot of bodies that I'm going to need for this. But the things like equipment and stuff like that and Barry can like mention some of this stuff as well, but like I've just got a list here I'm looking at my computer screen like you kind of start off with the scoring system all of a sudden, you know, and like the cabling alone for that is going to be 300 meters long. You know, all of a sudden, like that's a that's a serious amount of cabling that you need. Like you're talking the tablets as well, and that's how many targets you'll have. Now, because I'm the event organizer, I'm trying to get targets as cheaply as possible. But yeah. obviously, the really good targets aren't cheap. Shockingly, you know. So there's this fine line, and obviously, if all my recurvers or all my compensers are shooting, and as Barry reminded me today, they all have to shoot the same type of target. They can't be shooting one's foam, one is a denage, one is an 11th or whatever. So there yes, is a, it has to be uniform. Correct. Annoyingly so, but accurate. You know? So, uh, so like it's the, better the, for the, the pictures. Yeah, exactly. So it looks, like it's better. It looks a lot better too. In it terms, does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. They're not all zigzag. So, and that's one thing. They all need to be like, forget about the level stuff. Like, like I just look at my list here. Like there's targets, there's stands, there's the target paper. And you're not just talking about buying one sheet. You're talking about buying three, 400 sheets, which is a thousand euros on target paper. You know, it just, yeah. it adds up really, really quickly. So you've got um, the finals. The finals area is a different ball game because that needs to be slightly separate, but very distinguishably separate. Now it can be left of the entire qualifications field, but it needs to be dressed, you know, okay. and it needs to be done. It needs to be branded. There's requirements on the branding that you need to have world archery Europe there. You need to have world archery there. So there's all these requirements of flags and branding and stuff like that. So that all needs to be produced and made. But the good news is once it's all done this year, or sorry, for 2021, I don't have to do it again for 2022. It's already there. So there's a lot of, a lot of equipment. The biggest one that's been the most stressful at the moment, and Barry has been, again, singing your praises here a little bit much, but has been super helpful with the live scoring system. Like that has been just, again, like I'm, I'm as techie as I can play a computer game on my laptop and that's about as far as I go, you know? So it's- I'm not sure I'd call you techie. Exactly. That's how limited I am. <laughs> so Well, now it, just credit where credit is due. Most of the information I fed to you came from Robert Potts and Archery GB because he know. does the live scoring for them and just happens that I know him. So any <laughs> question you've asked me, I've literally typed into Facebook Messenger and sent to him going, hey, Rob, what about this? <laughs> so I'm taking very little credit for that. I am literally just a liaison between you and Rob Potts. Yeah, but again, but it's, it, but it's the example that, yourself short, Barry. Liaisons yeah. are important. <laughs> yeah, but you, you had that contact, that experience as well. So it's a case of, like, we're, we're, we are looking at, like, Ireland has never had a live scoring system. We have attempted it, and by that, yeah. when I say attempted, it was always the free version, the cheap version, the my mate's got a router, everyone bring your own phone kind of way. And it never worked because the router was always small and couldn't reach end to end and everything crashed and was really slow. So we went off and just got Archery GB are using this for their national series. And they have like 800 people turning up at these things. If it, if it can handle that, then it can handle this. So we've just gone off yeah. and copied that. Now, 
how I wire this up is a different ballgame, you know, so that's a whole other problem. You, know? so, well, you, you, were, tell, you were telling me that you're watching uh, YouTube videos on how to, how to crimp the Ethernet cables. How to crimp Ethernet cables. Because wow. fun so, fact, 300, so 300 no doubt it, of, This is going to be the top-notch competition of the century. <laughs> Ah, that's why we're definitely using the scoring system a hell of a lot before this happens, so we can get rid of all the bugs and buy new cable, which I will okay. never be making mess of. So, so you, by the yeah. end of this, we're going to have about nine hundred meters worth of cable. <laughs> yeah. Just wrap around the whole stadium. That's exactly it. So, so yeah. So like the the thing like, but like little things like I'm just going to load up my uh, other one that I've got here. Like we've got websites, generator, goodie bags, medics. I need to get medics involved because again, as an event organizer, I would feel very unsafe having a hundred people in an area. Yeah. And if something happened, not necessarily archery, but if someone just keeled over with a heart attack or something like that, I want to have experts there. So there's a cost there for them. And this is the one that hurt the other day. There is a minimum requirement for anti-doping that yeah. if you have X many people, you need to do Y many dopings. If you have Z many, you need to have you know this many. Yeah. So, and I contacted Sport Ireland and they were very, very, very good and very quick. They said, this is our cost and these are all the things that we need. So there's a shopping list that I need to get for them as well. You know, so fun fact, I can't get caffeinated drinks because they can't have that as the liquid that archers would drink before they pee in a cup. So yeah, so it, like things like 7-Up or Sprite and water are fine but caffeinated stuff or not. So if you can't have like a Coca-Cola or something like that, you know. So and uh, is that is that just the Irish government no. or how, because like oh, they there was the Red Bull tents in Yeah, they're like, uh, this, that, the this Red Bull, Yes, but you're not allowed as the event organizer if uh, you've been selected to be anti-doping tested. Yeah. If you, if you and you're like I can't pee, I've just gone from the toilet or I don't need to pee. We have to supply you non-caffeinated ah, so, Okay, so, so it's I, those drinks. Yeah, so I have to, you know, we can have, water. you know. Just give them water. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Fresh out of the Shannon. <laughs> exactly, literally. Look, just drink these. It's healthy for you, you know. So If like, the fish can drink it, so can you. That's exactly, yeah. So there's a lot of, like, I've got a line item here of all the things that I need for the Emerald Cup, which is a hell of a lot smaller than anything that I need for the World Championships, which is, this book. But that's yeah. like a, what, 80-page book? 90-page book? 360-page book. Woo! Yeah, Jesus. and it is, and there's there's about there's about 10 pages in there, to be fair to World Archery, literally listed line item by line item, the things that you need. Of what you and it, and it's, it's, I spent the day just getting it onto an Excel sheet that yeah. I can now start ringing suppliers and start booking things and stuff so like the, that. So, I mean, there, there's a lot, there's a lot going into it on the... The, yeah. the equipment side let's say and then yeah. like barry from from your own experience like on the the judging side what what goes into it on that like how many people do you typically need for for that, that? for an event of kind of world ranking style you're like you're looking for obviously you need a chair of judges and your chair of judges has to be for this for world archery's requirements has to be at least a continental judge right and can't be irish they have to be from outside Ireland. So thankfully, we've uh, asked Hannah Brown, who is, she's chair judge for, for the Tokyo Olympics. Which oh, so solid, solid uh, background then. She, yeah, she's, she's, she's all right. She, uh, she kind of knows her stuff. So she has very kindly offered. She was actually technical delegate for the World Field Championships when we ran it back in 2016. So that's how oh, we great. Yeah. So she has very kindly offered to be chair judges. 
And in Northern Ireland, there's a World Archery Youth Judge, Shannon Russell Cowan, who has agreed to judge for this as well. So we need two World Archery Europe or World Archery Judges to officiate at it. Yeah. Thankfully, now we have both Hannah and Shannon, both of whom I personally have worked with before, which makes life a lot easier for communication and things like that. And like one of whom is on the island and one of whom is only a short hop across. Yeah. So that that makes things a lot easier. Now, on top of that, we're going to need our own judges as well. Mm-hmm. And being such a small body as Archery Ireland is, we don't have a huge number of judges. And with this event being on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all of our judges Most are probably be working. A lot of them will be working. So we will need, it will depend on the number of targets we have. Obviously, we need a director of shooting and we will need a judge per X number of targets normally for a shoot of this standard i would say between kind of a judge for between six and eight targets but i think it can be up as far as 10 a judge okay. per 10 targets and this is so, where this is where like this like you have the local organizer trying to save money so like we try and max that compared to what barry needs which is the lower end the so coverage need, yeah, yeah so so the, and that's the battle that's always going to be there obviously i want to be more down near the barry scale of things but obviously as barry said like we have limited resources in an island so yeah if we need to bust people from not this island it suddenly becomes more so yeah. these are the challenges that we deal with you, know? you do have the issue with the team round then because you need a judge per team match oh yeah and that's when it becomes that's going to be interesting that's when it becomes a problem. Uh, um, now did you just realize that round, now? <laughs> There's I've told you like, this on yeah, countless occasions. <laughs> exactly. So it's just that kind of like stuff that you don't want to remember. <laughs> you just kind of put it. But with the team round not necessarily being world ranking, there yeah. are ways we can work around that because it's not going to be affecting people's world ranking. So mm-hmm. there are, we have we have ways of getting around that. Okay, that's not, that's not too bad. So with, with the te- technical delegate, and this is just kind of my own intrigue uh, asking it, like, is there a point where you stop and you could be a judge, for example, since you, like, you've like no. you already judged before? Or is it something that goes all the way to the, the close of the event? All the way to the close of the event and beyond. Like There have to be technical delegates have to do a report on the event and everything else. So ah, okay. at an event, you have some major decision to be made about the event. I will give an example at the European Championships in Legnitza, mm-hmm. which was 2018. We yeah, were there. I think so. We? Yeah, we were there. Yeah, we were. Okay. We were. Yeah. yeah. Um, the I was judging. You, you guys were both shooting, and um, there was a decision to be made about the qualification process for the European Games. Okay. And it was up to the technical delegate to make that decision. Right. So okay. things like that, major decisions like that, that are kind of beyond the basic rules. Yeah, they, they get escalated up. Yeah, they fall back onto the technical delegate, okay. which I'm praying doesn't happen at our competition because I will just <laughs> wet myself and run away. But, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, it be fine. There should be no kind of groundbreaking, like earth-shattering swings to left or right on like, yeah. what we're doing. So, like, no, I, 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 I want this to mirror. I want if if someone who's never gone to a World Cup can go to it. And think it was a World Cup, and those who've been at World Cups can come to and go. Well, that's very similar to a World Cup. You know, yeah. that's the that's what well, I'm trying to get. The that. big difference between us and the World Cup will be scale. Yes. yes, like you're talking about not having people not being cut and things like that. Like the yeah. main reason you won't have a cut is because you need yeah. a hundred, more than 104 archers per category to have a cut. Yeah, it's also yeah. the reason why we can have our double seven twenty qualification round because. Yeah. At a big international event, you have a single 720, change the field, 
then have a single 720 again. Yeah. So it's the same number of arrows shot, just not all shot by the same people. So, so um, that's the advantage we have of being a smaller shoot. We can do things like that. Let, yeah. let, me, let me play devil's advocate. Right? What, what happens if, let's say, something triggers a, a large amount of people to come over to this event? And we get to a stage where there is more than 100 in each category or 104 in each category. What happens to the double 720 then? And how much panic is that going to cause? I think, well, from my, from my logic to the, and Barry can correct me if I'm wrong, like, we have enough, because it's in June, we have enough daylight. So we could do recurves super early in the morning and then compounds super late in the afternoon, you know, and there should, if, if we, if it is, let's say 140 people per entry, like we could do it that way. That, that's the, when you say super early and super late, what, what, what day, what times are you talking about? I, I, that's when Barry and I will need to sit down and Barry the, will go, the, that can't the be important, The important thing to remember right here, Adam, is while yeah. you will have one group of archers doing super early, another group of archers doing super late, hmm. all of us, <laughs> And our volunteers and our judges will be there from super early to super late. Correct. And by the end of that, you will be swinging from a tree. Yes. So there is a balance. Because I will have hanged you. (laughs) Yeah. So Um, there is is an element of it it, it just requires more targets. That's the simple solution. That's the main thing. Yeah. It it is important to have the appropriate number of targets for the number of entries you have. Trying to run two double 720s in a day at that level Mm. is nightmarish. I, I would say so. I was going to say yeah. that it will cause a lot of problems if, if that's the case. Yes. Now, fun fact, problems are just entertaining things to get a hurdle. And get oh, a, I mean, yeah, don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah. I am going to get a serious amount of entertainment out of it if something like that was happening. <laughs> first of all, you if, know, first of all, I'll be in Antalya lying beside a pool relaxing and just hear you panic out of the corner of my well that's ear. the that's the good news like i think barry if you check the invitational package i put the closing date a month before which gives us a month to get more targets if needs be that's still yeah, not going to stop did, you panicking you did re- you did read the bit that says entries can be accepted up to three days before the event correct and i did put a huge penalty on that <laughs> so if they do come some people will pay the penalty i know which is good <laughs> And um, some people will pay the penalty. Uh, it's yeah. as simple as that. Like it's literally the cutoff is three days. Yeah. So the, 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 the long story short of it is there is an element of, we have limited numbers of one type of target in Ireland. And for every target I buy, it's another 400 euros. So if I get yeah. 10 more of them, that's all of a sudden four grand and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It just adds up. The problem then when this is all over and this is where it gets really entertaining. And this is the good part. And I've been looking to solutions for this. When this is all over, there's a storage problem. Because if I've gone off and bought marquees, I've bought targets, I've bought yeah. stands and all that kind of stuff, all of a sudden, Where that's not them? a... Yeah, because my apartment balcony is not that big, <laughs> you know, so... Yeah, um, so you have a shed load, literally a shed load of stuff that exactly. you know where to put it. Exactly. Wonder, could, like, you, could you rent some of it? Like the, um, the banners and stuff, like could you send them over to other uh, World Archery Europe? Well, the, the, the thing is, the, the, the ultimate plan is for me to have a lot of items that clubs can rent out at ridiculously discounted rates because once I have them, I have them, you know, they're, yeah. they're not going anywhere. So as long as I'm getting my kind of the storage fee covered, you know, and I've been looking into it, there are some storage, there aren't, there aren't storage is not that expensive, you know, it, but it, it is, it's just where do we put it is the entertaining thing, you know, yeah. there's yeah. just going to be, there's going to be a scenario here where 
there's a somewhere in Ireland's going to have a rake load of targets and stands. And there is going to be a forty foot container somewhere full yeah. of stuff. Stuff, yeah, and yeah, and I'll be there. Sounds going, like oh, a please. perfect indoor venue that we're about to make. <laughs> yes, well, out of forty foot containers. <laughs> <laughs> I did look into. Uh, when I got a rush of blood to the head and I was looking at all these events going, right, I could legitimately have an exponential amount of stuff that we've never had in this country before. I was like, at some point it does become cheaper to buy a warehouse in the middle of Ireland. And I'm like, yeah. well, it could also be used as an indoor venue at some point, you know, because there are, could. once you get once you get outside of Dublin, or outside the major population, the land is quite cheap and the buildings are cheaper. So yeah, it could be middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden there's a room with a lot of things in it. So and then you have going. you have a training hub fairly yeah. close to Paris that yeah. uh, people could have for an indoor venue to shoot seventy meters. Yeah, well, well yeah, well, okay. yeah, an event well, that might happen there. Yeah, so like it's it's like this is what I mean. It all has to start somewhere, and that's yeah. the, that's this is what, like this has never been done before. So if we start it now in five years time, we could have all of these things. And that's the goal, you know, but there's, I'm telling you right now, this, my receding hairline is getting more and more the more I do this. <laughs> so like, I've looked at Barry and gone, I can see that being where I'm at. So it's, it's, it's frightening, frightening. Yeah, five, five years time, you don't know, like it could be the case that we have done a lot for the sport in Ireland. It could be a space we're not speaking to each other anymore. Uh, These are all very true. Like I know Mark is sick of me. Mark gets sick of me very fast. <laughs> so he gets sick of me very fast. I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah. So sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. So like. Yeah. Like we we've covered the kind of the base level of the the people and the equipment, and I think it, the the idea of this is to expand on it as we get closer to the event. So basically, what's the biggest headache? coming up um, and we could talk about Adam. it a bit more possibly could always find that adam's the top headache but, we don't know. Um, but like so for me as an archer let's let's say i'm i'm not involved in any organization or whatever um like what what can i look forward to what what makes it fun for me to to go to this emerald isle cup for me if you came away saying i had fun at it you know, and it was an inviting and welcoming place in terms of there was no hassle. You know, like I don't want people stuck at airports. I don't want people starving and people going, God, where's the water? You know, like, like if the basics like that are taken care of. And I think because Ireland is a very sociable place and particularly where it is going to be, it's, it, there are ample places for people to meet up. I think if I can get people from other countries coming, that is the social aspect that I think people can latch onto. I find that events that we've been at that I've tried to organize, let's say an opening or closing ceremony or something like that, they always fall flat in their face because no one wants to do organized fun. So if there's a, if there's an element of, if we can run a professional event, I think the social stuff, as long as we can give like, you know, here's the list of three pubs that are open and are welcoming of archers or whatever it might be, you know, um, or the discounted restaurants or whatever. So there's places for them to go. I think yeah. if people are leaving going, that was good fun, but I got what I came for. I got a lot of shooting done. It was well run. I think that's the, I'm not going for the kind of the jovial kind of like Kings of Archery. That was crazy and wild and amazing. That's yeah. not what we're going for. We've got to go for the professional side of things, you know. So, um, you know, so it, it's got to have, like, as, he, as Barry says, all the requirements that world archery dictates. So, like, the, like I, I can show, like, I have 
pages here of minimum requirements that World Archery want us to do. And things like, for me, as you said, I think the, the question you asked like 20, seconds, 20 minutes ago, which I've forgotten, which was basically, um, what's the next headache coming up? The yeah. next headache coming up right now is to just finish the invitation pack. That's the, that's the next headache because once that's done, then it moves on to getting grants, sponsors, that in place. Then it gets into purchasing of, as we get closer to it, like I'd imagine January is when we start to buy all the things that we need yeah. to have, you know, and that's going to take time because looking for quotes and stuff like that and haggling with people and all that just take a long time. Where I see the ultimate confusion and thing is like, I am not someone who can use a saw very well. If the stands need to be built for this, if we have to buy more targets, more stands are going to have to be built. And yeah. that's, I can't go somewhere for that. That's, that's going to be, that's what I view is that's going to be, look, it's going to be a little bit of a headache later on, but like the first one right now is going to be the invitation pack. Should that's, be fine. There's YouTube tutorials on how to make yeah. a, a, a target stand. You know, you, you can follow <laughs> that as well as the crimped yeah, uh, exactly. that cable. And I think it should be okay. <laughs> So you know the the competition yeah. that Adam built yeah, exactly. <laughs> with his bare hands. Yeah, yeah. I'm That's not standing like, under it. Yeah. You, you turn up and it's like just world archery hanging sideways hanging from a like sign a, yeah. at a jaunty angle, just like creep creaking as it sways in the wind. Tumbleweed across the field. Um, yeah, oh, post-apocalyptic archery the, shoots. The the big nightmare I have is two nightmares. Either no one turns up or too many people turn up. There's a, there's a happy medium in there that I'm looking forward to, but like, it's just trying to get that balance. That's I mean, I think that. if too many people are turning up, then that's, that's probably an easy nightmare to solve. You could just yeah. add more targets, increase the yeah. funding for your field or whatever, because yeah. you have more yeah. guaranteed income, income, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. So like, it's, it's just the, because this isn't Kings of Archery style shoot, and it is the time for Ireland are doing it, it's, I'm just kind of want to make sure that archers know they can come over here and we'll have a level that yeah. this will be at. And that's the big thing I want to get because I, as I said, I've, I've, and I've been laughed in rooms where I say it's like Ireland needs to be the center of archery in Europe, you know, and that's where I'm trying to get it to. And I will try and make it somehow, you know, so, but it's that level of professionals that I want to put into it. And that's why I really want to get non-archery brands involved. Yeah. I think that's, that if I can come away and say, look, there's seven brands, five brands that never were involved in this sport before, but now are, yeah. you know, at some level, I think that will say, look, we're, we're moving in the right direction. You're moving in the right direction. And if I can come away with a Big Mac, I'll be happy. Mark, like that's, you. that's all I'm looking for yeah. is a Big Mac. So McDonald's, if you're right there, <laughs> I would love uh, a free Big Mac. Please. <laughs> you're a McNugget man. I, yeah. Look, I, uh, the queues, the queues nowadays in McDonald's, I'll take anything I can get. There's like a two hour queue to get a McDonald's. Um, okay. So, I mean, like that sounds really promising of uh, what, what you want to do for, for the event and, you know, how you want it to come across, you want to come across as professional and uh, like by the sounds of a very smoothly run competition. So in yeah. theory, not a lot of hiccups, fingers crossed. But like what, you know, what are the kind of things that you see setting setting aside from the other competitions like the Veronica's Cup or whatever? So like what is the thing that you're like, you know, you should come to the Emerald Isle Cup because blah. 
Yeah, and I, I, it's very. I I don't want to like the Veronica Cup was so well run. Like and, yeah. and the just the 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 one it is. Thing it's a good have, competition. It's a it's great, great and the the views they have are spectacular. But like with all things, with all archery things and all archery countries that we've ever been to, is there's very much a case of once the shooting stops, there's nothing. You know, you're yeah. quite often just wandering around an awful lot. So. As I said before, I don't want to organize fun, but I want there to be things for them to do. And I don't have an answer yet, but I think there's an element of it. People are coming away going, I got a lot of shooting done for the value that I paid for. Yeah. You know, and that's like for like a standard entry fee to a World Cup. And Barry, you would look after all our invoices, particularly when we go away. You know, the more than I would, the registration fees range massively, you know, all over the place. And they're in the hundreds, some of them, you know. Oh, well, they're all in the hundreds. Like the, the, I mean, registra- like, like registration fee for an athlete in, in for that, I can't remember. I know it was capped at I think 160 back in the day, but it has increased remarkably from that now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's big money. Big, big but big having money. run the World Field Championships, you understand why. Yes, yes. Why and that's, yeah. to charge this amount of money, you know? It's, yeah. it's not that the uh, organizers are creaming this money off and oh. making it rain when they go home like it's <laughs> this money is all going into paying for the experience for the archers yeah yeah it's like probably that we have we are host like our host venue is a university yeah during the summer which means all of the restaurants and bars and things in the area will be only delighted to have people because oh, oh, Limerick's a small yeah. city Limerick's a city of less than 200,000 people yeah. so when all those students there's UL has what 20,000 students I'm not sure mm-hmm. so when they all go home for the summer yeah. parts of the city die yeah it is a university city like there are and there's Limerick Institute of Technology at the other side of the town as well so there are two major third level education places in the city that when they close down there's very little happening around those yeah. areas so the local businesses should be only too happy that we're there. Oh yeah, and that's yeah, something that we we should create a bit of an atmosphere. Yeah, I think so. And uh, just just looking, uh, I just looked it up there. So uh, for creating an atmosphere, I think I think Ireland is is known for its atmosphere and its pubs and bars. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is 114 pubs in Limerick. Yeah, that's all. Now, that obviously, all. <laughs> that's the whole county, but. <laughs> Um, yeah. you know, you have to figure that a lot of them will be around the area of yeah. the, the university campus. So, and, and there, there is a McDonald's by. a seven minute walk away from the gates of Limerick. So, oh, perfect. McDonald's so, the healthy place. food that all athletes yeah. will love, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If but McNuggets are like, good enough for you, same bolt, they're good enough for us, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they, <laughs> I, like on campus, they have I think they have like four restaurants. And one of them is Michelin star rated. So now, but that's top money you'll be paying to go there. So yeah. that will not be included. I mean, in if it's stuff. Michelin star, then yeah. I don't mind paying that. Exactly. So yeah. So like, yeah. because the every, and that's the, that's the thing I've asked this question. I don't know how to, how many archers now at this point. It's like, what makes a good shoot for you? Like yeah. what, what makes a good, sh- and depending on the archer, you get a different answer. And the, this competition is going to be for those who want to experience a world cup, who can't go to one for a variety of reasons, who want a world ranking, they should come here, but they also want to have a more relaxed atmosphere. I think that's the thing as well. And like, we're trying to do something different in terms of spectators or uh, the general feel and vibe when you're not shooting. The outside of it is not necessarily, we, we won't be able to do party atmosphere just yet, but we should be able to move it in the direction of 
this is good crack and I can sit here and chat to a Let's lot have of a bit of fun. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's the, and I think, I think if people can come away and think that yes to all of those points, they'll come back the following year and the next year we'll be able to do more. You know, yeah. that's the, that's the plan. So yeah. And I think I think as as we grow, like we can obviously do more and more, and you know, make it more exciting for people, and like have maybe other events around it. I don't know, yeah. just spitballing ideas, but um, you know, I think that's definitely the goal is the the long term, not not only the build up to you know possible events that may get awarded to to us, uh, dependent yeah. on the bidding processes and stuff, um, but also create an event for people to enjoy that they like coming back to that they like i don't know bringing their kids to uh you know because you see families go to neem and vegas and they enjoy it and like if we could have a similar style atmosphere where mom or dad can get uh their world ranking event and you know they they can also have their family in the city or whatever and they they get a little holiday you know that that i think that would be a, a an appealing competition for yeah, a reasonable amount of people. And I think that's the thing as well, because they're the west of Ireland. They've got the there's a lot of tourism activities to do, particularly in terms of the nature and the sightseeing over there. Yeah, I think like if someone's coming a very long way to do an archery competition, then hang on three or four more days and experience the west of Ireland. Yeah, the Wild know, Atlantic like, Way. That's the, the Wild Atlantic of, Way. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. So like there's 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 that as well. So I think there's there's huge scope for it. It's just a case of you know, can I, can I keep my hair by the end of it is the big question. You know, that's the dream. That's the dream. You won't miss it anyway. <laughs> we'll, fi- we'll, fi- we'll figure that out. I'm going to miss ev- it so every, I mean, a- anybody that follows you on Instagram or Facebook or whatever will probably visibly see your hair. <laughs> Slowly. Either, either we'll have a time-lapse rescind. by the end. We'll have a time-lapse yeah. of, of, of Adam's hair throughout our Zoom calls. That, that yeah. would be pretty good. Yeah, like it's, it's yeah, like so it, it is exciting. It is nerve-wracking as well. So yeah, there's just a lot to to get on board just to hit them to hit the minimum requirements there's yeah. a lot you know like there's things we haven't even touched on today like but there's things like the um videoing of the finals field needs to be done in a certain way with a certain number of cameras by a certain number of people so that a lot huge chunks of money go to these things that you Little and i would probably, yeah so it's just yeah. it's just getting that all catered for enough and they're, yeah. they're the i mean they're the, the kind of things that i think we'll deep dive into more yeah. and more as we get as we get to yeah. the event yeah. um yeah. so i mean i think that's i think that's a reasonable amount of information for the for the first <laughs> installment of this series a lot more than i was expecting not gonna lie <laughs> it's more than we were all expected um so i think i think uh we can call it there if anybody is still listening thank you if you are first of all um, have you nothing better to do <laughs> but bear with us we're we're learning what archery is and also learning how to talk uh you'd be surprised how difficult it is to talk when you're an adult um so we'll we'll get we'll get better as as we go along but most of this is just so that we can learn how how these competitions come together and others around the the world i guess can learn how, how these things come together so um Thanks very much for your for your time, guys. Uh, and we'll we'll catch up in a month or two months, and uh, we'll see we'll see how things have have progressed since then. So, thank you. Awesome. Cheers, Mark. Right. Well done. Well done. All right. Talk to you later, guys. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.